0: Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Hello everyone. This is the Liebcast. We got we got Lauren Lieb. Hello. We got myself, Andrew Lieb, and our uh, I guess he's now a regular now. We got Mordechai Yankovic, Morty Yankovich. Morty, what'd you say to me? that um, there was a word that you taught me, and I, I always thought it was three strikes, you're out. But you told me there's this word that says three strikes, you're in. What is that called?
1: It's called a chazaka oh. in Judaism. If you do something, and usually it's reserved for something that someone's honored to do at services, like you're called up to the Torah, you're leading services. If you do it on three uh, consecutive occasions, they can't take it away from you. It's a chazaka.
0: So you're my Chazaka. Everyone does. <laughs> everyone know that Morty a Chazaka. And, and you said this is in Judaism. Is this in? Is a, is this a religious thing, or is this? A, well, I know it's in a religious context, but is this a Hebrew word? Is this a Arabic yeah, word?
1: It comes from is Chazak, which is the root word, means strength.
0: All right. So well, and I know you have strength. So you're a Chazaka. <laughs> so everyone, you should all know that it's Lauren Lieb, Andrew Lieb, and the Chazaka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I think it's important to have the chazaka.
1: So, Hope, hopefully, everyone listening can pronounce that.
0: Well, I, you got to practice. It's all about, you got to say, <laughs> all right, like, Lauren, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ch. Like, you got the phlegm in your mouth. Like, a lot of people, they go, Kazaka. We don't want a Kazaka on our show. We want a Kazaka. So, Morty, as the Kazaka of the show, I don't know if you saw what was going on. There was, I think, a display of Kazaka. You said it was from the word strength in Washington this week. What a week It was like, people scaling walls, breaking into the Capitol. Did you see this one dude? He's wearing like horns on his head. No, seriously. Not not in a religious, terrible connotation. Like he actually had horns on his head he like he was at a football game. actually wore the horns. No, he was wearing, he had like a, a fur and stuff on him. I think he's a QAnon type of guy they were writing. Um, it, crazy talk. And people were sitting in Pelosi's seat. It was like crazy. And the, the, the Trump, uh, his whole cabinet is like coming against him now. I don't know if you saw Bill Barr, who was his attorney general, just spoke out against him. We got Mattis speaking out against him. People are talking about doing the 25th amendment and... Um, and if you're, you are know, you don't know what I'm talking about, all you got to do is watch Madam Secretary. That's where I get my information. They, they were doing on Madam Secretary. They were going to— Netflix. No, it's important. They were going to do um, Article 4, they said. I know Now I know the articles. And they were going to remove them, but they offered him Article 3 if he went and saw a doctor. So maybe Trump needs to do Article 3 like they did in Madam Secretary. The madam comes and solves everything. But Morty, my chazaka, not only is— Trump and the people and angry, and, and I always say that no matter how crazy something appears, someone has a real a real legitimate belief. They believe it. Like, they may be wrong in their belief, but they believe it. Like, in their soul of soul, to, to tell someone they're wrong just makes them entrenched further. And I think that's what we've had happen, that it's been saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, and then they go, well, we'll show you. And there's, like, riots, and all I can say to you, Mr. Chazaka, is I'm happy I don't live in Washington, D.C. This is, like, scary talk. I had someone say to me, um, well, you're a hypocrite if you weren't condemning the Black Lives Matter stuff, but now you're condemning this. And all I'm going to tell you is I condemn anyone who is breaking into buildings with guns, and I think four people died. I'm I'm condemning— black lives matter, strippers' lives matter, white lives matter, whatever matter, matter, matter. Um, uh, did you see people are calling this Antifa or they're, they're, they're blaming this one and that one if you did this and you didn't do that? Can we just have some peace, Morty? So much hate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't care who's doing it or why they're doing it. The fact that they're doing it is enough for me to say we don't need this anymore. And what's going on is an absolute disgrace and it's um, it's it just needs to stop we need some calm
0: and it's bad for business it's bad for business as like we were working yesterday I think our productivity um, uh, this whole week this whole week that we were working everyone's on the Facebook and on the Twitter you can't concentrate and even if you have a restricted program everyone's like wondering what's going to happen next It's bad for business Biden I'm asking for one thing I don't care what policies you make I don't care what statutes you make. Can you just give me some calm, some nice calm? I don't want to have chaos anymore. Thank you, Mr. Chazaka, because I hope you know that Trump finally said he's going to have a peaceful transition of power. Although some idiot congressman, I think he's an idiot, put up on Facebook, he wrote something like, yeah, from Trump to Trump. I just want this to be over and let's move on. But the Trump doesn't seem to be done, Morty. Just this week- Right before he had this whole thing going on in the city, in Washington, D.C., right before that, his Department of Labor said, you know, it's not bad enough that we have a pandemic. They said, it's not bad enough that small businesses are closing everywhere. It's not bad enough that we don't know if the electors are going to vote and what's going on with the court cases and Trump's fighting the election and was there fraud and chaos everywhere. But let's put another onus, another strain, another aggravation on business, and let's issue a new a new rule about what it means to be an independent contractor or an employee. And for all my employers out there with staff, when you hire people, you're saying to yourself, I don't want to have to pay minimum wage. I don't want to have to do time and a half. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. And now Trump comes out, and what is it? Uh, I think this was past, like, uh, the 8th. I could be wrong of the exact day. It was, it was just past. It was just, it was just done. And he says, I'm going to be out of office on the 20th, like two weeks away. And by the way, Morty, 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 it doesn't become yeah. effective until March 8th. So after yeah. he's gone it's going to be effective that he created a new regulation that defines what an independent contractor is yeah.
1: so and it's just it's it's just confusing because this is this was the final rule issued it doesn't take an effect until 3 months who knows what biden's going to do and what his new we, we don't even know who the uh, who the secretary of labor nominee is yet Um, so there's just so much uncertainty and confusion and, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult for, for employers to, to juggle all this and ensure that they're doing the right thing so they don't get investigated by the Department of Labor.
0: I want to break a lot of that down, and I think that's so important. And the last part, let's go do it in inverse. You said investigated by the Department of Labor. And so what a lot of employers don't know, and we've been telling them this for a long time, is writing a contract that says you're an independent contractor means nothing. means nothing. Writing one that says an employee means nothing. What you decide on your own, as Morty just said, means nothing. But what can happen is... Any employee or someone else can complain to the Department of Labor and they can come look into you. And more do you deal with these Department of Labor complaints and these audits and these hearings. And we see this a lot because we work with a lot of real estate brokers, a lot of real estate salespersons, associate real estate brokers that are law practice, are our clients. They're big clients of ours. And they form teams and they have assistants. And they go, that's an independent contractor. They, get, they, they work for the company. But then the Department of Labor comes along and says, "No, no, no! That's not an independent contractor. That is an employee, and you should have been paying them minimum wage, and you should have been paying them overtime." And what happens, Morty, when they look and they say you did a misclassification? What is the result of this?
1: Well, the result could be substantial damages, and you, you were you were right in terms of uh, what they're going to look for um but i would like to i want to add to that that if the employer isn't keeping records so if they're not paying them overtime minimum wage or they're not paying their overtime they're not keeping records of how many hours they work so if the department of labor determines that this person is actually an employee not an independent contractor they're going to rely on the employee to tell them how many hours how many hours they worked and you're going to be responsible for all those hours for overtime um, for all hours worked over 40 time and a half. Um, You could, you could um, be liable for double damages, attorney's fees. Um, So it's, it's extremely substantial. It could really, really um, negatively affect your business.
0: I would call it beyond negatively affecting a devastating blow. Those are the words I want to say. Like if you owe double the amount of salary, then you owe for time and a half, just so we're clear. You owe time and a half for when they worked over forty hours. Then, if they didn't just complain with the Department of Labor, and I want to go into that, if they sued you in a federal case, in a state case, and they sued you under what's called the Fair, what is it, Morty? The the the
1: Fair, fair Labor, Labor, Labor Standards, Standards uh, Act.
0: Yeah, and there's a New York one too, right? Correct. And so
1: in New York, New York State Labor. Law.
0: So they sue you under the New York State Labor Law. They sue you on the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act. They can have their attorney paid for by them. Lauren and I were having a conversation, Morty, when we were out at lunch, and here's what our conversation was. It's much easier for a law firm to be involved in lawsuits where attorney's fees are available for the plaintiff than when a plaintiff yeah. has to sue for their – I mean has to pay their own attorney's fees. Nobody so, wants
1: to pay. Yeah, no one wants to pay. Yeah. So, they
0: want insurance. They want the insurance carrier to pay. Yeah, so like if you, if you call an attorney and you're aggrieved and you're mad and they go, give me $10,000, you say to yourself, I'm not $10,000 mad. But if you call an attorney and they say, give me nothing, I'll take a percentage of your winnings, and by the way, your winnings will include the amount you owe me, then everyone's like, sign me up, buttercup. And so
1: it intentionally encourages attorneys to take cases of people that ordinarily might not be able to hire an attorney because they don't have the finances.
0: And just to switch back for a second, because I, I want to go back to this, you mentioned Oh, you started off with us a Department of Labor audit. So what I want to understand, I want to understand is, is there a form that people fill out on Department of Labor audit? Like, how does it get to the Department of Labor? Are there magic Department of Labor fairies? How does this happen?
1: So it can happen in a number of ways. You can have one disgruntled employee that can call the Department of Labor or another agency that shares information with the Department of Labor, and that could um, that could start an investigation. Or... Um, if when you're filing your taxes and they see you know a lot of uh, uh, W-9s and you have a lot of independent contractors, that might itself trigger get flagged and trigger an investigation. So it could happen in a number of ways. Did
0: you say that simply just a call though to the Department of Labor could be yeah. enough?
1: Yeah. and you could all, you could either file in an informal complaint online. You could just call them. Yes, a, a call could definitely trigger an investigation and I've seen it happen.
0: I just I'm thinking about all those people when they go out to a restaurant and they don't like their meal and they go ask for a manager. These are all the same people that are just going to call and, and say, w- look at what the employer is doing. But Morty, really quick, I'm just and Andrew, I'm just yeah. trying to really understand what is this new rule. So I'm going to let Morty break it down. But what I want to say is that there was an understanding. I just hope everyone understands of what the test was for who an independent contractor is and who an employee or employee was, and it's been a hard test employers don't love the current test and Morty will explain that too. and it's been it's been a challenge for a long time. And in the Trump administration's Department of Labor filing in what's called the Federal Register, they said their whole point was to bring clarity. And if they were doing this two years into their office, I would think, okay, that makes sense. you're bringing clarity. So but what I want to point out is well, the reason why it's so problematic it's twofold. Number one, Is that we're in the middle of a pandemic and who can deal with change right now? It's already one more slight blow is enough to knock out. And even if it's a more clear standard, if it's a new standard, you have to now consult with your employment lawyer to figure out how it applies to your current staff.
1: And that insurance does not cover.
0: No, no way insurance doesn't cover an employer. It's devastating. But then the second reason, and Morty said it at the beginning, is that before this even becomes effective, there's going to be a Biden administration. And we don't even know who the secretary of labor is going to be yet. And who knows if they're going to agree with what Trump did. So are these employers in the middle of a pandemic where most small businesses are closing going to first have to spend the little money they have to hire an employment lawyer to get it right or potentially be exposed to someone just making a phone call, like you said, at the restaurant thing? And then are they going to hire another lawyer in three months later when Biden changes it to what he wants it to be? Like, what's the point of issuing a new regulation? I hope so, I hope so
1: Andrew. Well,
0: I don't know if I hope so. I think this is hard for employers. <laughs> well, I also, is Biden even going to
1: care as much to put it on, on the radar?
0: Well, so. we don't know because it depends on who his, his secretary of labor is, Lauren. That's who runs this department. But more and that,
1: and that person has to get confirmed and that could take, you know, a month or two after January 20th. So that's, you know, ready uh a couple weeks only before this is supposed to take effective so yeah who, who knows if he'll have his ducks in a row before then
0: all right so let's break me back i want to bring me back before trump and the department of labor did this and someone calls you up ring, 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 and they say morty i have some people i'm hiring i got a, a janitor i got a assistant i got a salesperson i want them all to be independent contractors 1099s, I don't want to pay them for minimum wage, overtime, everything else. And you say to them, well, it doesn't matter what you write on the contract. I need to evaluate what they're actually doing to see which one they are to advise you properly. What would it be that you used to be looking for before Trump asked? So
1: so it was for for the Fair Labor Standards Act. And just keep in mind that different uh, agencies have different uh, standards for what constitutes an independent contractor, which is in itself confusing. Um, But for the Fair Labor Standards Act, there used to be um, seven factors that the the Department of Labor would consider. Um, And they're all somewhat related to the degree of control um, that the uh, employer, the potential employer has over the potential employee. Um, and you know, I can, Oh, I can, I don't want to get too technical here, list them? but I can li- just read
0: them down. Let's okay. Do one, two, three, okay, four, sure. five, six, seven, and just list them. I don't want to hear about them. I just want to hear the list.
1: Okay. So the extent to which the services rendered are an integral part of the principal's business, whatever that means, the permanency, permanency of the relationship, thats two. the amount of, The amount of the alleged contractor's investment in facilities and equipment. That's three. The nature and degree of control by the principal. That's four. The alleged contractor's opportunities for profit and loss. That's five. The amount of initiative, judgment, or foresight in open market competition with others required for the success of the claimed independent contractor. That's six the degree of independent business organization and operation.
0: And that's finally seven. And what now the Trump administration's doing, and this might, again, be a good idea, assuming this was year two of being in office. But we're concerned because this isn't year two. This is year four with less than two weeks left. And it doesn't even become effective until March 8th, which is after the Biden administration comes in. And we saw that storming the Capitol didn't change it. The Biden administration's coming in. And so now what they're saying is that they really want to go to what's called the economic reality test to determine an employee status. And they're telling us, Morty, that there's two factors now. There used to be seven factors. Now there's five, but they said two really are the only two that matter. Now, they said you could consider these other three, but two, 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 two. Tell me what the two are that matter.
1: The two that matter now, well, this goes through, the nature and degree of the worker's control over the work. That's one. And number two is the worker's opportunity for profit or loss.
0: So if someone's thinking about hiring someone now, you're thinking about getting staff and you're saying to yourself, it's now January. Morty, should someone in January be looking at the seven factors before Or should they be looking at these two new factors that we're hearing are the ones that matter since it's not effective till March?
1: I mean, I think you need to look at all the factors. I mean, you can put some more emphasis on on these two factors, but you can't forget about the other five because we don't know if this is ever going to be effective.
0: So as of right now, if you're running a company, you want to say, I still got to deal with these seven factors? And yeah. not one yeah, I, would, I
1: would i would consider I would consider the seven factors i mean i would i would uh, I would make sure that these the first two that we that I just mentioned are uh, are strong but i i would not I would not forget about the other five
0: and so what you 're saying though, and you correct me if i 'm wrong is that right now Lauren wants to hire someone and she wants yeah. to hire a salesperson because you know we keep telling everyone to go subscribe. <laughs> to the leapcast. And we say, go on any podcast player and subscribe. And you know what I learned today, Lauren? I got some news for you. I learned something. I learned that when you go to Spotify, you can't subscribe. You can follow. And so we're saying the wrong thing sometimes. We don't know what we're doing. And I don't have an Apple account, so I couldn't even figure that one out. Apple is so easy. Just type in Leibcast. No, but then you got to subscribe. Whereas Google, you don't need an account. You could just hit subscribe. It's kind of weird. I, and, I, and maybe we, we, should, we say to ourselves, this is just too much. So we say we're going to hire Sheila. Sheila is a sales lady. We're going to send her around to get people. She'll sit with them on their phone and hit the subscribe thing. Ooh, that's a good idea. And you say, Morty, I'm hiring Sheila. She's going to get people to go hit the subscribe button. She's our sales lady or the follow button because they love us. After all, the Leapcast tells you about how current events impact business and real estate. You need to know this stuff. And so Sheila's got an easy sale. And so, Morty, we hire her. And right now, what you're telling me is we have to look at the seven factors because the two most important ones don't become most important until March. But then you said to me, assuming that they become most important March 8th, it's possible on March 9th they might become unimportant again.
1: Yes, it's definitely possible.
0: And so right now, what you're telling me, though, is that this economic reality test really isn't the test until March, which is creating all sorts of confusion. So one more time. Because this is what we do. We don't just want to tell you how current events impact business and real estate. We want to tell you right now what you need to know to make money in your business. You see what I'm saying? So Morty, advise Lauren. She's hiring Sheila. She's going to interview her. In fact, our next segment is going to be how we're recruiting people in the face of a pandemic. Recruiting Sheila. And what Lauren wants to know right now is, does she have to budget for Sheila to be an employee which she's going to have to pay minimum wage Overtime She's going to have a lot worse can she make her independent contractor Tell us Consult with Lauren Mordechai Yankovic Or Chazaka. Do it <laughs>
1: Well, yes, she, she can feasibly make uh, Sheila an independent contractor, um, but she needs, needs to set it up in a way that these uh, seven factors are met. So if she if it's possible for her to be able to control her own schedule, if it's possible. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You are King Mordecai Chazaka. You are powerful. Yes. You're going to tell Lauren yeah. how to set it up. We don't want to know if it's possible. We're going, okay. We are going want an independent contractor.
1: Tell okay. her. Okay. Okay. So the way to set it up is let her um, make her own schedule. You hear that, Lauren? Um, you know, is, can I be like, can you have to work 20 hours a week?
0: Sheila's doing her own schedule. We got this part.
1: Okay. Can tell, I tell her? No, how no. How I wouldn't. No, no. In, in, so, is, so in terms of the hours, um, I would do more in terms of what she what you're expecting her to accomplish? Okay. Just like if you're hiring somebody to do your kitchen, you want the person to, you know, do your kitchen. You're not telling the person how many hours a week to spend, uh, you know, Morty. working in the kitchen. You're not, t- yeah.
0: I'm running low on time, and they're going to boot us for a commercial. And I want to know about Sheila right now. So first of all, we let Sheila control her own hours. What do we do next?
1: Correct. Um, tells you can have an office space available for Sheila, but Sheila does not have to come into the office um, at, for, at, on any given day or any given time. she can work from her from, from her house.
0: I love it. Next.
1: She can use her own um, equipment. And she's, you can provide her with, you know, a desk if she wants to use it. But, you know, uh, uh, as a whole, she's, uh, she's responsible for, for the equipment that she's using.
0: Can we give her equipment or if the fact that we give it to her, does that make it more like an employee, even if we don't require its use?
1: Um, if you don't require its use, I would say, I would say it's okay, but I would limit it. You so know, a I disclaimer. Uh,
0: when we give it, have a disclaimer. Yeah. What's the next one?
1: Yeah. Um, I would not have regular performance meetings with her. Okay. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't put her on a on a salary. I would either have you know hours. I would. I would do it based on a uh, on a commission.
0: Excellent. A commission. Is there anything else I need to know when we hire Sheila? Because we're going to be doing recruiting for Sheila in the next podcast segment. I want to know. Is there anything else I need to know to keep her as an independent contractor?
1: I think I gave you the big ones.
0: Mr. Mordechai Yankovic, the Chazaka. This has been the Leapcast. <laughs> Stay with us. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listentoliep.com.